This episode of Lawyers Tell All is brought to you by the Intake Academy. Are you ready to convert more callers to qualified cases, rapidly qualify good cases, and transform unqualified prospects to advocates for your firm, whether you're able to handle their case or not? Visit www.intakeacademy.com and discover how to cement relationships with more of your ideal clients. Get them to commit to you and send you more referrals than you ever thought possible. Welcome to the Lawyers Tell All podcast, where Chris Mullins, the preeminent sales and communications consultant in the legal industry, shows you how it looks through lawyers' eyes. Here, innovators in the trenches provide powerful insights that help you connect with new clients, handle the sometimes harsh realities of the legal profession, and embrace the mindsets needed to succeed. Be sure to visit our website at www.lawyerstellall.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, lean in, tune in, and let's take a deep dive. It's Chris Mullins with Lawyers Tell All, and today I'm going to interview Lindsay Kennedy, and I'm going to let Lindsay tell you a little bit about herself. Hi, yes, I uh, started Legal Reinforcements, and that is a company that helps law firms hire military spouses to work remotely for them um, in all capacities of the law firm, intake, legal assistant, paralegal, or attorneys, um, or of counsel attorneys kind of doing contract works, different things like that. Basically, anything a a lawyer would hire for, um, that's who we want to put a military spouse to to assist you and make those connections, and then that military spouse can work directly for the law firm. So everybody's kind of win-win. The military spouse takes home the most money possible. The law firm pays them directly. And then they just, you know, we get a finder's fee um, to make those connections. Mm -hmm. Um, What brought me to this was the fact that about 10 years ago, uh, moving all around as a military spouse myself, I wanted to practice law, but I was never barred where I lived and it just wasn't feasible. So I started a law firm where I would do legal research and writing for other attorneys Mm-hmm. And I had noticed paralegals had been doing it for decades, so why can't I, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I met, I, in that time, I've met so many law firms that just needed this help in all areas. And I saw so many spouses, military spouses, struggling to have a career. And so I thought, well, y'all need to all meet each other. So <laughs> I just started to help make those connections. And how long, so, it, and that's called legal reinforcements? Yes, legal reinforcements. And how long have you had that that part of your business? Like, how long has that been? So I made it about a year ago to a real, real for real business. I started doing it about three years ago, it just informally helping match people up and, you know, not charging or anything. But then it, it just grew and grew that I thought, well, I have to start charging for this. It's taking up a substantial amount of my time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so do you, the folks that you're um, helping, are you, you're placing them, right? You're helping to place them. The finance fee, is that what you're doing? Yes, yes. So we make the connections. We say, okay, tell us about what the job is, and we fully vetted these people, you know, got to know them. And then we say, okay, we recommend this person or this person for your position, and then they can interview them and, and decide mm-hmm. how to how to peruse from there. Okay, so um, training-wise, you don't you do not do any training, like for the paralegal or anything like that. It's, it's mostly like just vetting them and 
checking their background and things like that. There's a couple trainings as part of our vetting process that the paralegals will do. Uh, one, I, they're both pre-recorded, um, and one is on law firm etiquette. So everyone ha- that it comes to me that I help has to have some level of office experience prior. Mm-hmm. And so just understanding the difference with a law firm itself. And then, um, so there's one training on that and just to help them with some of the basic terminology. And then another training on what it means to be a 1099 versus a W-2. Because so many of these situations will require the the military spouse to be a 1099. So understanding, you know, we want to make sure their taxes are done right and they know what they're doing. Right. And um, so this must be wonderful for the military spouses. I mean... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've helped place over 100 to have jobs, um, which is great. And, you know, they can move around and and gives them opportunities. There's so few options, you know, especially uh, I see a lot of mom military spouses that just want to work five to 10 hours a week. Uh And there's really no, nobody hiring for that. But there's so many small law firms that desperately need that, you know, just that. Mm hmm. Okay. So talk about the law firms that you tend to attract, like for now, like so far, what kind of law firms are you working with? Yeah, the overwhelming majority are definitely small law firms. You know, they either have no employees yet, you know, the true solos, or they have just a couple um, employees that they they have. And then they're just needing, they're just growing and they need that additional help. Mm -hmm. What about the particular type of law firm? Is it family law or what are you mostly seeing? Um, it, it runs the gambit, but I would say the vast majority is probably the personal injury, family law, okay. um, the ones that are more intense with needing more support staff. Okay. And what would you say the most popular position is that you're filling? Legal assistant, for sure. Having someone to come in to help um, manage emails, do manage yeah. the calendar. Manage the calendar is the biggest one with, you know, mm-hmm. attorneys. Uh-huh. Um, doing scheduling, calling the client to schedule those uh, events and, and discussions, or just sending an update to the client that says, oh, we received this from the court, you know, here's what's going on, or mm-hmm. um, obtaining information, you know, if the attorneys already figure out what information need, is needed, you know, getting that information from the client, actually saying, hey, let's let's really get this from you, and putting right. forth that level of effort. Yeah, okay, and so what do you want everybody to know about this process? That whatever it is you need in your law firm, if you're willing to hire remotely, you're better off hiring a military spouse because we're going to have the longevity. You know, I I hate to put it in this context, but there's so few opportunities, career opportunities for us, um, both in person at these different duty stations and remotely that, um, you know, you'll be in demand in getting a higher than you'll get a really high quality candidate, someone that you may not be able to attract in the civilian sector. I mean, I get people regularly that are, you know, have a master's degree, um, 20 years experience, you know, that, and it runs the whole gambit. I have one that, um, that does intake now, but she had a little bit of office experience and six years experience working at, uh, as a waitress. And a high-end waitress. I mean, very much so took a pay cut to to become this. But she had a six-year-old daughter, and she, you know, working waitress hours meant she didn't get to see her very much. Yeah. So um, 
being able to work 10 hours a week uh, while she's at school is a godsend. I mean, it was just, it's an awesome connection there. And of course she does intake and sales like super well. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And so, uh, well, what about um, computer setup and things like that? So they, they already have that or who does that? Yeah, for the most part, uh, most of the attorney or most of the military spouses have the computers set up, situation all handled. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally, uh, the the law firms want to provide a, a secured system, and so they'll mail a, a laptop to them and that sort of thing. It just depends on the job and how much security that particular law firm wants to include. But uh, mm-hmm. for the most part, the you know we always make sure they have a laptop and they're ready to go. And some will wait. Some law firms will wait ninety days. You know, so the the yeah. military spouses use their own systems in place for the first ninety days. And then once you see, you know, yeah, this is a relationship working out, they'll mail them then the the laptop. Hmm. So, um, well, what about feedback? What kind of feedback are you getting from the law firms? I would say around 90%, give or take. Um, it's extremely positive. The, you know, we've had people in, in these law firms now for three years, two years, mm-hmm. one year um, that we've placed. And it's, uh, you know, really working well because they're getting this high caliber candidate to move around. Um, there's every, you know, there's always going to be some hiccups here and there. Um, for example, when we're PCSing, that's what we call moving. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, if you're doing like an overseas move, you have to refigure out the logistics and that sort of thing. I mean, it's all doable. There, there's an internet overseas as well. But, um, you know, there might be like I've had ones that need, you know, two or three weeks off in order to facilitate that move. And that can be very challenging for a law firm to accommodate. But, you know, we that sort of stuff, we make it work. I think these days, um, law firms, businesses in general are more flexible. Like if the payoff seems to be far greater, then they're just more flexible to me. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the labor shortage helps with that. Like you, you have to be flexible for those good employees or you, you know, you got to start from scratch and hope you get something good. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting is um, more and more attorneys, practicing attorneys are starting their own, you know, like employment agencies, mm-hmm. you know, so you're, you've got, you've got uh, legal reinforcements and then um, do you, are you familiar with get staffed up? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brett Tremblay and get staffed up and mm-hmm. um, Jason Melton, um, you know, with, with regents. So that's just really, it's interesting to me how practicing attorneys are like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to jump on this. Right. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think especially with uh, it was so fun to watch the transition with COVID show the legal industry that the Internet exists. I mean, it was such mind blowing <laughs> things uh, that, yeah, they so many more saw that remote can work. And, and so, yeah, the, the transformation to have specific staffing available for these it's great i mean there's backdoor beddies and then there's a few estate planning ones right. um specific to you know though and then i'm seeing you know small paralegals you know experienced paralegals switch to offer more freelance work and then they get overloaded with clients so then they hire yeah, um, right. You know, so it, it is, it's absolutely propel legal or propel paralegal does just bankruptcy. So it's fun to see the different areas of law and the explosion of remote help and staffing that has occurred for sure. Yeah. And one of the other areas that's really a big opportunity is intake. 
And um, I, I, I don't see as much push for intake. I'm sure it's coming. Seems to be more like paralegals and attorneys and legal assistants, but intake is a huge void there. Um, you know, it's a revolving door inside the office. And so they need remote workers. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, phone calls can be answered from anywhere. You, know, you right. just set up, set up the logistics. I think there's, that's probably the, the most apprehensive one that attorneys have because they want to be able to overhear and listen in on, uh, you know, the person answering the phone, that receptionist there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The, if you don't have a need for someone, you know, if your clients don't just drop in randomly and don't have the walk-in type clients, uh, which the vast majority of law firms don't have walk-in clients, then uh, then there's no reason you should need that person sitting there right next to you. So absolutely think uh, using remote and getting a higher caliber candidate. Um, I mean, that's the face of your organization. That's the face of your law firm. You want someone who can really do the sales and, and get all the accurate information and just put the best foot forward for your law firm. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can always listen to the call recordings as long as you're following the, the legal part of it. So most law firms don't listen to their call recordings now anyways. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't really know if that will be a big stumbling block for them, but um, you know, just taking that leap of faith. So what about um, your your hopes, your goals, your dreams for legal reinforcements? Like, where, where would you like to see this whole thing go? I just want to see it continue growing to provide more opportunities for the military spouses. Um, I intend to, you know, provide more trainings for my people. You know, I'll do more recordings and more live trainings for that. Um, we've done some trainings, um, just one-offs here and there with unlike chat GPT and how to use that to improve, um, especially like email drafting. You're, and you're not talking about anything confidential that you're going to throw in there, but also making sure they understand that what you can't put in chat right. GPT with the confidentiality stuff. Um, but then understanding, you know, that that was how I trained my assistant. I used her emails were just very unprofessional. And mm -hmm. so being able to then use ChatGPT um, after three days, her emails were solid, fantastic. And I don't know that she's ever used it again since, but uh, yeah. that made it so I didn't have to constantly, okay, correct this email to train and do that and just you know, uh, eliminate the time commitment. So I'd like to do more trainings so that we get the military spouses to even there the next caliber um, to market them to law firms um, mm -hmm. and, and just continue to grow in terms of helping law firms hire the military spouses. I mean, I would love to see, you know, three or four years from now, I'm at the, you know, 3,000 military spouses with careers, not just another job that you get at another duty station, but actual long-term careers. Yeah, the career, the, that, that would be great. And so maybe like if they're working flexible hours or something, they can spend the rest of their time um, learning from your recordings, your training sessions. Maybe they have to do so many of them in order to, you know, be a member of your program and get placed and things like that. So that would be that would be really good. What, what's it like being a military spouse and having the challenge of no career or job or what, what's that whole thing like? 
Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. You know, everyone warned me and I immediately like we moved to Germany very quickly after we got married and like with less than a month. And so I just thought, you know, oh, I'm an attorney. I'll I'll find something. No big deal. You know, I already work for the federal government, just moved over there. And it was definitely a hit to my uh, ego to go from like I was a GS 13 working for a federal district judge to uh, the best job I could get was a GS six doing like claims administration. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I enjoyed it. You know, I made the best of it for sure because I got to travel all over Europe, you know, every weekend and whatnot. But um, that took a big hit. And I thought, well, when I get back to the States, it'll get easier. Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then shockingly finding out that the area around the duty station can instantly tell who's a military spouse. I mean, you've got Germany on your resume pretty obvious that Mm -hmm. you're a military spouse and they want nothing to do with you because they know you're going to move so even the in-person positions available around a duty station weren't an option Um, especially as a lawyer they they said why by the time you build a reputation you're gone because the idea at least at that time of working remotely or hybrid or any of those components and you know flying back in for a trial or something that didn't exist so yeah, right. You, know, you didn't do client meetings by Zoom or whatever, but mm-hmm. now <laughs> lots have changed since then. So right. that's that's a big part of it, you know the the constant uh, rejection simply because of who I married. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you respect him for serving our country, you know. That same person would constantly say, oh, thank you for your service. But then it's a slap in the face to the spouse themselves to to yeah. actually say, yeah, but we're not going to employ you. Mm-hmm. It has to be hard, like mentally and emotionally too. Just yeah, yeah, just yeah, constant sure. rejection and trying to like develop yourself and grow. Yeah, yeah, and then the 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 there's feeds from the military side of it. You know, where they want to help, but they we constantly hear this propaganda of we'll just get more education. That's the problem. Well, no, at some point you have enough education. You just want an actual job. And then, Oh, here you can volunteer. I mean, the military uh, really uses military spouses for volunteer opportunities that it's a little bit on the ridiculous side, how much they use this for volunteering. It's like, no, you can actually pay um, (laughs) nurses. I mean, to get a job as a nurse to work for the military, uh, you have to basically volunteer to get that. And then um, after when the job, one of the few jobs, oh, it's it's so ridiculous. Like, no, you these are paid positions. You don't act as a nurse, you know, unpaid. That's not a volunteer thing. Yeah. Well, you're changing lives with this whole legal reinforcements, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, definitely want people to have this career opportunity i've i've even helped you know i hate to to mention it because it's such a sad thing but it's such a wonderful thing too um people in um domestic violence situations that were stuck were able to work remotely and save up enough money to escape their situation which i mean i didn't know at the time that was happening until they're like you know thank you i finally got enough money to the job you helped me get you know working remotely and i was able to work remotely because you know the the domestic violence abuser is keeping the bank account separates and um, keeping a vehicle where the spouse didn't have access to a vehicle. So she was really trapped in that home. And so my way, my setting her up with a job was really the only opportunity she had to make money, you know, and then 
be able to escape the the, the domestic violence situation. Wow, that's that's yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so, what about the the freelance that you're doing, the writing and everything? Is that something that you want to expand? Um, are you looking um, to that with with legal reinforcements? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I've thought about that. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I right now I just take on as many clients as I can handle writing for. Um, but I have helped um, other military spouses do freelance work and you know read what they've written and given feedback on it and ex- men, helped many um, understand how to find those attorney clients mm-hmm. to start their own freelance law firm. Um, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to expanding it at some point down the line to, you know, to actually say, okay, I've got all these jobs in here. I'll, you do this one for me and you do that one for me. But yeah. um, I've enjoyed doing it. I mean, I started 10 years ago. Um, I was a stay at home mom by not exactly by choice, but kind of by choice by force, I guess. But, you know, and I liked it, but I, I hated not being able to use my, my lawyer brain, you know, being a mom is very different and a, from using that intellectual component of my brain. And uh, I was a mutt once I started doing, and I just started about 20 hours a month mm-hmm. when I first started uh, doing social security disability um, appeals mm-hmm. uh, and just realized I was a far better mom and more patient with my kid when I was getting that stimuli that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so that was neat to do. And then I realized I hated drafting for social security appeals cases so I stopped and I started doing more litigation stuff which is really my my favorite lots of motions to dismiss summary judgment contract anything I love drafting contracts breach of contract claims those are always fun you know just all that kind of stuff that's wonderful and so a few moments ago it sounded like you said you you teach other um military uh, spouse, spouse attorneys yeah to do their own uh firm like yours yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah so there's a few things going on here <laughs> that's true i guess i i don't charge for that maybe <laughs> I need oh, to. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like something you might want to think about but yeah you've got a few different things going on that's wonderful that's wonderful yeah yeah i love helping them do that i mean it's such it's the I found it worked best for me. You know, my husband's uh, coming up on retiring June 1st. So we've had a fun little ride through this military spouse world. And, um, you know, it's been the best way for me to have a career where I can balance raising the kids, having the flexibility I needed, moving every three years and all of that, and, and still getting to enjoy litigation, which is definitely my favorite thing. Oh, wonderful. It sounds like there's a book in there. (laughs) <laughs> sorry <That's true. laughs> um, I'm pushing you <laughs> I love it no it's a good thing it's good yeah well uh any last words for everybody you'd like everybody to know about legal reinforcements yeah if you have any staffing needs um from anything you could think of bookkeeping intake legal assistant work um anywhere from five hours to full time mm-hmm. uh legal reinforcements legalreinforcements.com is our website it's easy to find, um, reach out to us and we'll, you know, the, the more broad of a position, the easier it is for us to fill, but we get some really crazy connections. I mean, I had one that she only does 
uh, police officers and I had a, and she used to be a police officer and I had someone who I had onboarded about a week before that, who was a SWAT woman, SWAT military uh, spouse. And so well, the connection couldn't be more perfect that, you uh, know, you never know. So might as well send an email and ask. It costs nothing to ask. And then we only charge $400 for a successful hire. So, you know, reach out and try to hire a military spouse. That's that's the biggest thing. At least try. Try us. Yeah, that's wonderful. All right. And so is that pretty much it? Just go to legalreinforcements.com? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I love it. Keep thank you. Thanks work. for having me. This is yeah, wonderful. absolutely. It's exciting. It really is. Okay. All right, everyone. Chris Mullins with Lawyers Tell All. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Lawyers Tell All, where Chris Mullins takes you on a journey with lawyers in the trenches who show you the realities of what it takes to succeed in this chaotic, crowded, ever-changing profession. Remember to visit our website at www.lawyerstellall.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on Lawyers Tell All.